At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. We continue betting across America, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross here at Circus Sportsbook, joined once again by Wes Reynolds over at Mandalay Bay. Happy Saturday to you, my friend. And again, we're still eight days away, Wes, from the Super Bowl. We're going to break it down from each and every angle here over the next three hours. Mike Peranio is going to join you, the sportsbook manager over there at Mandalay Bay, to figure out how the wagers are already starting to come in a week away from Super Sunday. And Adam Hill is going to join us in the second hour as well. But I do want to get your thoughts before we get to the Super Bowl here of just, it's kind of that malaise period for the for the gambler as they get ready for the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. Obviously, college basketball is in full swing. We've got MMA tonight uh, with the UFC, and, of course, golf is in action. But it does feel like that first Sunday, right, or Saturday, or weekend coming here without pro football in earnest. Yes, we got the Pro Bowl. But, Wes, is that the time to really kind of, if you're a football better and you can't wait for next Sunday, to really think about it and don't rush to the window? Or if you see good numbers now, take it eight days out. No, I think especially like in the prop market, if you if you find good numbers, absolutely get them now. And especially if you like overs on a lot of these props, because most of the money has not come in and has not been wagered on Super Bowl 56. That's going to start to come out here, not only nationally, but here in Las Vegas as we get closer around Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. everybody looking to get down before the weekend. And then, of course, there'll be action on Saturday and Sunday, and that's when most of it will happen. But if you like over on these props don't wait on them because the the casual better and especially betters that maybe don't bet all that frequently but they're going to bet the super bowl you're always going to get first time betters dave during super bowl weekend so what are they going to do they aren't going to be betting unders on these props <laughs> they're going to be betting overs because they want to cheer and they want to drink and eat as much many buffalo wings and as many slices of pizza as they can and have a good time and while they're doing that they want to see overs and they want right. to see points and they want to see yards and everything so if you're going to bet the overs bet them now because they're going to be higher as we get closer to game time so that would be one piece of advice i would give a lot of these betters now you can always come back if you have a wide enough position if you want to come in on the unders but i think that's what you're going to see on a lot of these props is just you're going to see more moves to the over 
And even on even on the total, you'll see more moves to the over. No question. And then they can play back on the under when the numbers get out of whack. Yeah, I was just talking with Femi and Amal, and that's exactly less the advice is trying to give out there to people. And if you do like the over here at forty eight and a half that you're seeing for Super Bowl fifty six next week, you better get that now because Wes, I think you and I do a what's a pretty much a worthwhile exercise each and every work doing during the NFL season. A bet now or bet later. Look, you better bet that number now if you're an overbacker here because Wes, I could see this number closing next week, 50, maybe even 51. And then to your point about a middle possibility, if you really want to you know, get in, get in depth, you might try that, that scenario there. But this number's going to go up, and it's going to go up rather significantly, don't you think? Yeah, I would think it's probably going to close maybe 49, 49 and a half. I think there'll be enough resistance, and that's why I don't really read too much into side and total moves this early because, look, we saw it go up to four and a half very early in the week, and that was, a, I think, a little bit of a mild surprise because you usually see the line kind of be stagnant and really not move very much. But it did move to four and a half, and then last night when I was on primetime action right here on VEASAN with Matt Brown, we were noticing – most of the four and a halves were disappearing, not quite all of them, but we started to see a lot more fours than we did four and a half. So in terms of that, I don't think you're going to see that much of a different line come next Sunday than you're seeing now, maybe a half point difference here or there, but I don't think you're going to see like a one way avalanche of money or an avalanche of tickets on one side or the other. You know, it's fascinating. You saw the historical graphic we just put up there. And there were there was not even a line posted for Super Bowl one for the Raiders and the Green Bay Packers. Think of that, Wes. There was no line on mm-hmm. it. You couldn't even wager on that. What kind of America? Who, who wants to live in that America? Okay. But look at 1969. Well, well so some people will say, Dave, ah, I had the underdog in Super Bowl <laughs> one. So you know that they're lying to you now. Exactly right. And then you look at it and you see that that Jets one, right? The, the Joe Namath. And the, that's the one that made, made the NFL merge into the NFL that we know today back in 1969 when the Jets from the AFL got that win in Super Bowl three as an 18 point underdog against the Colts. <laughs> you will Colts. never see an 18 point underdog in a Super Bowl again. Right. Cause what the, the, the closest one that I can remember is Tom Brady won, if you will, right against the Rams, where I believe mm-hmm. they were 14 point underdogs uh, in that right. first Super Bowl for Brady and the Patriots. When they pulled that monumental upset against the, uh, the, the greatest show on turf Rams team there. I, is that just those two games were just widely misjudged by the handicappers because when you have 14 and 18 point underdogs and they don't even win Wes, that is stunning when you see that historically. Well, yeah, I remember that Rams team very well. Greatest show on turf with Mike Martz and uh, Warner at quarterback. Marshall Falk was dynamic not only in the running game, but the passing game. You had Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt, Nas Akeem, a lot of Hall of Famers on that offense. And you had basically Tom Brady, who was still seen as the six-round draft pick mm-hmm. that wasn't going to be the long-term starter. They thought, oh, they'll go back to Drew Bledsoe. They're just going with the hot quarterback. Well, he stayed as the hot quarterback for about 20 years, and Drew Bledsoe so never got his job back in New England. Yeah, exactly. So I look at this number here, four and a half, and it's funny because, you know, you know I've talked about it a lot on Michael Lombardi's show uh, earlier this week, too, and you really get into some of the numbers of the game. It's tight. Like, you're never going to see a, a game that's off like those two Super Bowls we just mentioned, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be mm-hmm. really hard to find a number in the Super Bowl in today's sports gambling sphere that we live in and operate under and find a number that's going to be off, right? That Those numbers are going to be super tight. Right. 
No, and that's a very fair point. And one of the reasons why you're not going to see this is because you have so many different sports books now in the market, and you also have consolidation. Like here where I am at Mandalay Bay, that's, of course, part of the BetMGM family. So they're going to have the same line if you come out here to Vegas and you're looking for different lines on the Strip. There's going to be the same line at Mandalay Bay as there is across the street at the MGM Grand or at the Bellagio or at Luxor or at Excalibur or New York, New York or Park MGM because those are all satellite books. Mm -hmm. Mirage under kind of the Mirage family, the MGM Mirage family. So, you know, that's why you don't see variants. It's not like the 1980s. I always like talking to guys that were out here in the 70s and the 80s when it was a little more wild, wild west where you would get maybe not necessarily on the Super Bowl, but you'd go to one book and it'd be like the line would be three. And then you can go across the street, and it's like, well, we're comfortable at six. So you used to have that kind of variance. Now you don't because now we have the Don Best screen and all the various line screens out there where it's like, oh, we are way off the market, so maybe we need to go ahead and move and be on the market. So that's why you never see that much discrepancy on the board. The wild, wild west. Those were the days. All right, let's talk about the MVP scenarios here in the Super Bowl. And obviously, when you look at the quarterbacks, they're going to be the shortest numbers on the board here, Wes. We got uh, Matty Stafford here, plus 135, and Joe Burrow, plus 225. And then you get your first non-quarterback is Cooper Cup, and you can understand why he's getting some love at plus 600. And then Aaron Donald, the first defensive player, the shortest price there that we're seeing on the board at 16-1, uh, to 1, along with Jamar Chase. On the left side of that ledger, any chalk that you like, or do you look at the right side and beyond and say, no, I got better value here? Well, I mean, I would like the chalk and, and look, and, and that's where I think it's going to end up being because look, if Matthew Stafford after 12 years in Detroit finally gets a change of scenery and wins this game and even has just kind of a solid or slightly above average game, I think he's going to win the award. Now, if you want to maybe take, I don't want to call it a lotto ticket because there's certainly a plausible scenario, but maybe somebody like Odell Beckham at 25 to one, because we know Odell Beckham is, uh, you know, kind of maybe one worn out his welcome or has gotten sideways with some teams in the past, New York Giants, Cleveland Browns included amongst that. And now he comes to Los Angeles and all of a sudden, hey, OBJ is being a good guy here. He's not causing any trouble. He's not giving anybody griefs. He's producing on the field. You know, maybe a change of scenery. Maybe this is what he needed. So if I was looking a little bit of a bomb, I would look maybe 25 to 1 at Odell Beckham. But obviously you have the rightful favorites with the quarterback, particularly a guy like Stafford who might get kind of a lifetime achievement award yeah. deal, much like Peyton Manning did all those years ago, where he played a good game, but not like a vintage Peyton Manning game where he just put up just absolutely stupid statistical numbers, but he got the benefit of the doubt. So you could see that with Stafford. And then, of course, if Joe Burrow goes ahead and wins, a star is born, right? I mean, this is a guy that, that won the national championship in college and won the MVP of that game. And then seeing him take a Cincinnati Bengals franchise has had a lot of down years. They've yeah. had a lot of pain there in Cincinnati <laughs> following this club. So, you know, if he's the guy to finally get this team over the top and we got a first-time Super Bowl winner, and that's why I think you're seeing such small prices on these two guys, and you're always going to see them on the quarterbacks anyway. Well, again, 31 times in the history of the Super Bowl, it's been the quarterback to be the MVP of the game. Running back and wide receiver come in seven apiece there, uh, and then you look at linebacker, which surprises me, four backers getting that award along with a couple of safeties 
and DEs, one corner, Larry Brown from the Dallas Cowboys. Defensive tackles getting one, uh, that would be Randy White back in the day. And kick punt returner, that would be Desmond Howard, if you remember his uh, expertise with the Green Bay Packers uh, winning that award. So, Wes, absent from the list, we've never had a kicker be the MVP. I, I'm telling you, Evan McPherson, 100-1. to 1, with the, the the kickers have stood up and been accounted for in this postseason, Wes, and they have strengthened their kicking leg and showed to America how important they actually are. At 100 to one, Wes, I don't think it's a flyer on a guy like McPherson if this is a tightly contested game as money in the bank as he's been so far in this postseason. Kickers are people too, right, Dave? So uh, <laughs> that's all we're yeah, saying. Yeah, look, I mean, it could be worth. It could be worth a little bit of a lottery ticket, but I also say and urge some caution. Adam Vinatieri won the Super Bowl twice on his leg with game-winning kicks and never got the MVP. So if Vinny's not getting it, it's tough to see it. But, you know, 100 to 1, worth a chance if you're going to make a small wager on it. Pizza money, as Wes Reynolds would say. All right, when we come back, Mm -hmm. we'll get into the prop scenario here for Super Bowl 56. Come on back. It's Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Join our own Stormy Bonantoni on Friday at 6 p.m. for the big game betting and beers event at the South Point Casino right here in Las Vegas. Stormy will be joined by our guys in the desert, Chris Andrews, Timmy Ficaro, and Vinny Mayuo for a fun and informative look at betting this year's big game and stories from behind the book about all the action these legends have seen throughout the years. The event is free for everyone over 21, so stop by the South Point on Friday at 6 p.m. to get free samples of Bookmaker Blonde Ale, specials on Budweiser, purchase signed copies of Chris Andrews' book, and learn from these book-making experts, and dare I say, legends. That's going to be one heck of an event. Back here, betting across America, Dave Ross here at Circus Sportsbook, rejoined once again by Wes Reynolds over at Mandalay Bay. And Wes, before we turn to, to some of these Super Bowl props, Obviously, I mentioned we got some college basketball going on. Uh, we've got mixed martial arts tonight with Jack the Joker Hermanson against Sean Strickland here. And I know you're keeping a watchful eye on the golf event. How are things looking for you today on this Saturday? And what are you keeping your eye on not football related? 
Yeah, you mentioned college basketball. Number one survives an upset on the road. The Auburn Tigers, 74-72. to They were laying 16 on the road to Tom Crean's guys. It's been a very poor year for the Georgia Bulldogs. But, look, I ended up being on them today because I thought, you know, sometimes when a team gets – you know, a winning streak like that, I often talk about like the fat and happy type of mm -hmm. thing. And Auburn had beaten this team by 20 earlier in the season. So it's like, you know, okay, we, you know, we can get by with this team. We can get by kind of with like a, a half, you know, what effort. <laughs> and they barely just did. So Auburn does upset them. And we'll be updating college basketball throughout the show over at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Right now, Seamus Power still in the lead just as he started the lead yesterday. Went eight under, eight under his first two rounds. Even par on his round right now. He is currently 16 under, I believe now through five holes, and he is the plus 140 favorite at BetMGM. But Patrick Cantlay, who is the tournament chalk, when all these guys kind of withdrew, he's the highest-ranked player in the field. Patrick Cantlay not too far behind Seamus Power, a plus 160 at BetMGM. Getting a lot of respect is Patrick Cantlay, considering I believe he is a uh, three strokes back. I have the guy, of course, in third place. That would be Tom Hoagie, mm -hmm. who is at 12 under par. He is 14 to one. Grayson Sig was another one of my pre-flop guys. I took him at 125 to one. He is now 25 to one. Grayson Sig, 10 under par. Jason Day also up there at 25 to one. Jordan Spieth at 28 to one. So running down the top five once again on the leaderboard. Power at 16. Cantlay at 13. Tom Hoagie at 12 under par. Bo Hosler, 11 under. Adam Svensson, Grayson Sig, Andrew Putnam, Bo Van Pelt from Richmond, Indiana, Sean O'Hare, and Joel Damon currently at 10 under par. Keep in mind, they do not make the cut in this tournament until 54 holes because they play a three-course rotation, Pebble Beach, Spyglass Hill, Monterey Peninsula. So once we're down to that, we'll cut down to the 60 and then the low 25 Pro-Am teams, and they'll all be at Pebble Beach tomorrow afternoon. But for those of us with a couple live tickets, and I got a couple live, going to need Seamus Power to lose some power mm -hmm. here and come back to the field. All right, and this is why you got to listen to Long Shots. It's a great podcast that you you and Brady do right here on VEASAN. Very quickly to that strategy, okay? And again, you've done really good, uh, you and Brady, obviously, with your pre-flop uh, picks there, and you see that some of the top games that we have coming up in college basketball as well today. But Wes, what about people that like to hop into those tournaments now, midweek, and now, as you mentioned, because the the, the three courses mm -hmm. here, the cut will actually be cut down today before the final round tomorrow. Do you advise people as the round is going on and you have those live options or wait until that third round is done, take some time, really evaluate the field and the numbers before you get to that fourth and final round on a Sunday? You really can do either or, Dave, but keep in mind for this event, this being such a unique event on three different courses in the first three rounds in a pro-am type event, you also want to look at which course is playing the hardest, which course is playing the easiest. And the course that's playing the hardest is Spyglass Hill. So you want to be probably on a player if you're going to hop in live and say, okay, I want to try to see if I can beat Seamus Bauer here. Or I want to try to see if I can beat Patrick Cantlay here. You want to probably look on that leaderboard, which you can get at PGATour.com, and see the PB mm -hmm. or the MP, that being Pebble Beach or Monterey Peninsula, and see the guys on those courses because through the first two days, and I 
I think it's still holding form on Saturday afternoon here. You want to play those guys on the two easier courses rather than maybe jumping in on a spyglass guy, or you could wait for the final round because once you get to the final round, like it's kind of all fun and games and the rounds are a little <laughs> bit longer the first three days of the tournament. But when you get to Sunday, that's winning time. And a lot of these pro-am, these amateurs that are still part of the 25 teams left in the pro-am competition, they want to win, but they're not having fun. You're not seeing Bill Murray like take an old right. lady and jump into a sand trap or anything like that. Cause this is winning time on Sunday. This is serious business for these guys. So a lot of times you see the amateurs try to stay out of the way and be at least of a distraction as possible. All right. We'll keep an eye on that leaderboard right now, but it's great advice too. If you're hopping in, certainly with a unique tournament like this, see which guys are still playing the easier of the courses here, the two courses versus spyglass. And maybe you can get some better numbers there. Uh, let's get back to our Super Bowl props discussion here. And it's always interesting when you try to do those either anytime TDs, first TD, or to get two or more touchdowns coming up in the Super Bowl. And again, that would go to your game script, whether or not you think there are going to be a lot of TDs scored uh, in this in this game coming up next Sunday. So obviously, when you look at Cooper Cup, he's been a touchdown machine. I mean, my goodness, what a year he's having, right? Anytime touchdown, boy, you got to lay it. Minus 165 mm -hmm. to get the first one. Plus 550, two or more touchdowns, plus 200. So you look at Cooper, and then obviously the, the, the surprise, I think, to me is that you see Joe Mixon next on the board for the Bengals and not Jamar Chase. Wes, does that just go to show you the screen game for Cincinnati and that they, they think, hey, it might not just be, you know, anytime touchdown, it doesn't matter when, Joe Mixon's going to be involved in that case for the Bengals. Well, it's partially, you know, when you get down to short yardage situation, obviously you got to think that they're going to hand it off to the running back. And I think kind of what we've seen, at least in the pattern so far for Cincinnati, not only in the regular season, but a little bit in the playoffs as well. They run a lot on first down and probably do so too much, really. We've talked about that over the weeks here on VEASAN in terms of the over usage rate of Joe Mixon on first down, and then they get stopped, and you kind of see the chorus on the Twitter machine, which mm -hmm. I agree with, actually, this time, where they're like, you know, it feels like Cincinnati's just wasting downs here, and then they're forcing Cincinnati into, like, obvious passing situations, and we know that that offensive line gave up nine sacks just two weeks ago, and they were better on Sunday yes. against Kansas City, but you still saw Joe Burrow was under some heat and some pressure in the second half. Now, what he did was make just great plays avoiding the sacks because there were times Kansas City had him dead to rights and he was just very slippery and was able to keep plays alive and get some passing plays down the field. So I got to think maybe Cincinnati at least is going to try. They kind of did in the second half to try to do it a little bit less where they're running on first down so much and mix up the passing game. Even if you only get five yards, a little dump off like the chase and you try to run a screen and they have it read, but he gets you four or five yards. I'd rather have second five and second six than second and long here. So that's why I think you see Mixon kind of taxed here in the anytime TD where he is the second choice on the board, minus 140 for an anytime TD. So because you only have these, these two teams, you're, you're not getting like a lot of the really long odd prices where no. it's like, okay, you know, you're going to get four to one or five to one on, or something like that. So 
I like a little bit of the first-time TDs. When I do the first-time TD props, like in a primetime standalone game, especially no more standalone in primetime than the Super Bowl, <laughs> I usually like to go a little bit off the beaten path for the first TD. And more often than not, it's almost like I'm going to take the tight ends by default. Yeah and see if I can cash. And that's actually worked out for me in some of these like Thursday night football games and Monday night football games. So look, Tyler Higby at 16 to one for the first touchdown of the game. Absolutely makes sense. Uh, I think, uh, Ozuma, who I believe is upgraded, looks like he is going to play 18 to one. So those are the guys I look towards. Uh, I mean, there's the obvious ones that are going to get the most tickets like Cooper Cup, like Chase and those guys. But I usually like those tight ends here, Dave, when, when I do that. So probably what I'll end up doing, they won't be big bets, but they'll just be like kind of fun little lottery tickets here where I'll bet on both the tight ends and see if I can get one home. Yeah, and you know what? Even Kendall Blanton, all of a sudden you look for him and obviously mm-hmm. when Higby got hurt, right? Sean McVay really started to utilize this mm-hmm. guy and maybe the defenses weren't aware. I, I got to think now that he makes our board here at uh, plus 240 yes. for the anytime touchdown. That Now, the, the Bengals are going to be more aware that they're going to use Kendall Blanton if Tyler Higby is not either effective or can't go uh, because of his injury status. But yes, 16 to 1, First time touchdown for Blanton, 14 to 1 to get two or more. I don't know if I like that long shot, but at plus 240, yeah. Wes, I, I think there's some value there. Yeah, absolutely. And and he's already caught one in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they did, McVay did start using him more later in the season. And, and Higby was, I think, out for a game or two with an injury, but he is now back or he has been back. So, look. Uh, they're going to try, and you always see that one player in the Super Bowl. It's kind of like the fourth wide receiver, right. like the third running back, the third tight end, somehow get on the board in a Super Bowl. So these have cashed in the past. I mean, look, we had the fridge, for gosh sakes, uh, score a rushing touchdown, but didn't. everybody kind of knew that phenomenon back about 35 years ago. Yeah, Chicago's still upset about that, Wes. I got Walter Payton couldn't get a touchdown, but we got one for the fridge. They're still mad at Mike. Yeah, you're Walter Payton. Anytime touchdowns are trash. <laughs> Come on back. More Prop Talk right here for the Super Bowl when you come back. Betting Across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out the free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast. Get beat in the book with Gil Alexander. Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops. We've got First Strike. We've got Long Shots and many more. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds, one half of the Long Shots podcast right here on VEASAN. He is over at Mandalay Bay. I am here at Circus Sportsbook. And uh, Wes, right now, I look up and I see uh, your guy, Tom Hoagie, hanging in there. Only four back of Seamus Power. And Patrick Cantlay, only three back. So you got a couple tickets still looking good here on a Saturday. Yeah, a couple guys in the top five, Grayson Sig at 10 under par. So kind of needing Seamus Bauer maybe to kind of stay right where he is or maybe even give one or two back because Patrick Cantlay all of a sudden three under on the front nine at Pebble Beach and now just a three-shot deficit. He was uh, six back to start the day. So Cantlay was a really short price and even got shorter here mm-hmm. with the withdrawal of Wills Alatoris and, and, and a couple other players, Daniel Berger, the yeah. defending champion who uh, was 14-1. to one. He withdrew, so that's 
going to shorten the odds of the favorites. So can't lay the top-ranked player in the field and three back of Seamus Bauer. And then uh, my guy Tom Hoagie, who I got 60-1. to one. He is currently four back at 12-under and third by his lonesome. Again, that's why you got to check out the Long Shots podcast right here in VEASAN. Great work each and every work. I get a week. I get more and more excited, Wes, as we get closer and closer to Augusta National in that first weekend in April. Okay, let's get to our Super Bowl first props. Now, this is always very interesting. Which team will call the first timeout? Now, look, it's minus 115 either side. And this is an interesting one because on the surface, you would say, well, that's going to be Zach Taylor. That's going to be Cincinnati. Sean McVay's been there, done that. He's got more experience as second-time Super Bowl head coach. But I, I remember a game not that long ago. Mm. I believe it was the NFC title game where they went into the fourth quarter with nary a timeout. Sean McVay will burn them yes. early if necessary. What do you make of that prop, and would you lean one way or the other? And that's why I do actually like this prop. I usually don't like these type of props that are essentially like coin tosses mm-hmm. where it's juiced to both sides and neither one in the number has an advantage. But I actually think at minus 115 split two ways, I actually do think there's an advantage on the Los Angeles Rams here because uh, apparently there was a study done on this in terms of how coaches use their timeouts. I believe it was from Michael Lopez, who's a statistician for the NFL at Stats by Lopez on Twitter. And he found that Sean McVay actually leads the NFL amongst head coaches in terms of what are deemed unnecessary timeouts (laughs) at 2.9 per game. And if you watch the Rams game, which we both watched the NFC championship, of course, uh, last Sunday against the 49ers, Sean McVay is very liberal. He's not a guy that really necessarily saves his timeouts, uh, you know, where he he guards them like gold here. He's willing to just go ahead and spend that capital and – You know, if you look at the Rams, kind of their pattern, they have actually called the first time out of the game in nine straight games now, Dave. So when you consider how the Rams, you know, McVay kind of uses these unnecessary timeouts, commingle that with the trend I just mentioned Mm -hmm. in terms of Rams uh, calling the first time out. I would absolutely take a look at Rams here. Now, if it moves a little bit too much, then it loses value. So, you know, Anything probably a buck thirty or a dollar thirty-five or less has value. If this gets to like one fifty or something, then you're better off putting your money somewhere else because it loses the value just from a number standpoint. Right there with you, I, I was thinking the exact same thing. It just feels like that if you if you were going to play this prop, the only way I could play this prop is the Rams by watching Sean McVay, and I think it's an unbelievable stat. Unnecessary timeouts, Sean McVay, the leader in the clubhouse. There, okay, which team? will score the first touchdown. Obviously, we don't know who's going to get the ball first here. Uh, obviously, with the coin toss here, you assume if you win the toss, you're going to defer to the second half. That is the trend, obviously, in the NFL these days. The Rams being the favorite in the game by four and a half points, you can understand why they're minus 150. The Bengals plus 110. How about this? No touchdown to be scored in the game? 100 to 1. I mean, come on. There's going to be a touchdown score in the game. We do believe. But, Wes, how would you handicap which team we would identify to score the first touchdown. Is there, is it too much to lay the 150 with the Rams as four and a half point favorites? Yeah, and this is not something I have done as of yet, but I will be researching stuff like this throughout the week. 
this is where you got to see, okay, what team wins a coin toss and when do they defer and whatnot. We've seen, I think Bill Belichick kind of started that trend over the years and most people have followed it where it's like, okay, we're going to defer for the second half because we get to choose which way the teams are going on the basis of weather, if there's a lot of wind or something like that, or the fact that you come out of the locker room with the football. And that's when I know Michael Lombardi has discussed it on Visa and uh, ad nauseum over the last couple of years, the middle eight and, and kind of playing into that theory. So that's what determines usually who gets a ball first, because most of these teams are deferring on this. So I would not have a play on this. I got to probably do a little bit more mm -hmm. in terms of seeing how many times a team wins a toss. Do they defer or do they take the football more often than not? The interesting one here that I see for the first in these, these props, the first scoring play, what will it be? So obviously the overwhelming favorite is touchdown. Doesn't matter which team, doesn't matter who. Minus 200. Safety, the ultimate, mm -hmm. the ultimate long shot at 40 to 1. Although we did see that cash. Remember the Broncos against the Seahawks with a snap over Peyton Manning's head in the first play of the game. That led to the first score of the game, which was a safety. Field goals right. one that intrigues me at plus 165 less because knowing Sean McVay and as conservative as he can be when he gets inside the red zone and knowing how much the Bengals rely on Evan McPherson, I just feel like there have been games in the postseason where they don't take unnecessary risks down by the goal line because they know they have three in the mm -hmm. bank. I think it plus money, a significant plus money, plus 165. To me, there's real value there, Wes. Do you see it the same way? Yeah, if I were to be betting this, I would be betting the field goal as well because I think you have two kickers that are both trusted with Matt Gay on the Rams side and Evan McPherson on the Cincinnati side. Look, people like to bet these lottery tickets in terms of like safety because everybody remembers that Denver-Seattle Super Bowl, which was kind of a disaster start for Peyton Manning. And then all of a sudden, first play, it's 2 nothing Seattle. I believe that was back in uh, in 2000. I forget what 20, year that was. That was actually, I think it's 2014. Yeah, 2014. Yep. It was 2014 when Seattle won 43 to 8. And look, you'll see a lot of this during the week, too. A lot of the casual bettors like to bet yes on the safety. Will there be a safety in the game? You know, it's only cashed a couple times over the years, but usually that price is like 8 to 1 if there will be a safety at all during the game. And then the no, you know, is minus a lot here. And usually that's where kind of the quote-unquote value is. But you always won't worry, and that's why it doesn't get bet as much because there's that one year where there's going to be a safety. So, uh, you know, first scoring play 40 to 1. Like somebody will take a shot at that. It right. will not be me. No, I'm, I'm right there with you again. It was a disastrous start for those. I was a, a Bronco backer that day. And that first snap with a silent count at uh, in New Jersey over Peyton's head. And you go, oh, my goodness, this is not going a, a good way. And the Seahawks get the touchdown, 9 nothing. That game was over in a blur. I've got a couple minutes before we have to take a break. And, again, Mike Peronio is going to join Wes out there at Mandalay Bay in the next segment. And we'll get more Super Bowl talk with Mike. A couple things I want to dive in very quickly here, though. And we do have a game at the top of the hour between two top 10 teams in college basketball. That would be the eighth-ranked Baylor Bears against the 10th-ranked KU Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Wes, how do you break this game down, which should be a really good one in Fog Island? 
Well, and we're starting to see some movement on this, Dave. So I think the movement on the Kansas side means Ochai Agbaji is, is basically cleared for this game and out of quarantine, averaging just under 21 points a game. Remember, he missed the game on Tuesday night against Iowa State, and all the money kind of came in on Iowa State, taking Agbaji out of the offense. But Kansas was able to get the win in the Hilton Coliseum uh, there in Ames, Iowa, 70-61. to 61. So they come off a big win. Baylor. Baylor is still very good, but they've kind of shown a little bit of chinks in the armor lately. They've come back to earth, I think, a little bit. They look like the dominant team basically mm -hmm. the first two, two and a half months of the season. So now it was two, two and a half. I think you're starting to see some four show on the Jayhawks in a couple spots. So this line is moving as we speak because Ekbaji apparently did just get announced here. And Baylor, you know, looked a little choppy on Monday night against West Virginia. And then the game before when we were here last Saturday, they got upset at Alabama 87 to 78 so Baylor's still very good 19 and 3 and I think they would be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament if the committee came out with the bracket today but lean Kansas here small in the spot I did not bet this game but obviously if you want to get the better number get it right now because it is now moving with the Abgaji news here it was basically two two and a half I think it's still I think it's still three here at BetMGM but I saw some three and a halves and four pop as well yeah, so again, with, we get your leading score back in there. You can understand why some of that money's starting to come in on Kansas, but a very inspired performance without him, to your point, against Iowa State uh, earlier in this week. All right, when we come back, Mike Cronio will join Wes Reynolds. I cannot wait to figure out where the money has already started to come in for the Super Bowl and when Mike will anticipate even more, because it's coming, people. Come on back. It's Betty Across America right here in Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. you need is at BetMGM. Sign up now using the bonus code VEASAN1000 and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000 when you register with BetMGM. You're also going to get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, 
daily boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com. Enter the bonus code VEASAN1000. Make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Eligible restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. He is over at Mandalay Bay. It's always great to have the sportsbook manager, Mike Peranio, join us each and every Saturday right here, betting across America. And Wes, I cannot wait to hear what Mike has to say about the Super Bowl props because it feels like I know this isn't the first year that props have been available, but it feels like this is the first year where they're really in vogue and we're seeing a lot of prop action, not just sides and totals. Well, and obviously uh, this started many years ago out here in Las Vegas, and we have to go ahead and give credit where it's due as we welcome in Mike Peranio, uh, Jay Cornegay, and the crew over at the Westgate who were at Imperial Palace at the time were the first to do this many years ago with the props, but the market just keeps getting bigger and bigger, and you're right, Dave, in terms of the fact that more jurisdictions have legalized this, Mike. So now everybody wants to get in on the prop bets because obviously you can bet the normal side in total, but... The prop bets, I think, are a lot more fun, especially for newer and casual bettors and even for professional bettors where they can really find the edges there that you're not going to find as often in a Super Bowl standalone game side or total. Yeah, and it's uh, you know that's a big thing in the Super Bowl is props. And it, what's interesting is it's kind of going the opposite way because of all the jurisdictions, mm-hmm. separate jurisdictions. I'm seeing a decrease in type the number of props because you've got so many different areas some people take them, some right. people won't. Right. And it puts uh, books in a position where we can't put them up in this state, how we put it in the system and not let them bet it. So it's mm-hmm. it's kind of confusing from a bet MGM's, you know, back room office. But, yeah, props are very popular. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of props. Uh, the, the ones that we're getting hit on already, and it's so obvious why they're doing it, is Cooper Cup over eight and a half. <laughs> prop. Uh, we mentioned that earlier, Mike. If yeah. you want to bet overs on these props, do it now because as the people oh, yeah. come into town, as the people come in here to Mandalay Bay or MGM Grand or Park MGM or any MGM property here on the Las Vegas Strip, most of these bettors are going to be betting overs on these props. So if you want to bet overs, bet them now. Yeah, and and they change drastically throughout the day from now till Super Bowl. So if you've got a sheet, the sheets might say minus 120, but when you get to the window, it might be minus 190. Very good point, because <laughs> you don't know how many people, and, and for a guy like me who has waited in line on the Super Bowl Sunday, when I find like a last-minute prop I want to bet, how many people look at those sheets, and those sheets are stale numbers. Those are put out like when they're released, and that's a great point you make, Mike, because you get people in line, and obviously what we will say if you're coming here to to the brick and mortars to bet and you don't have the apps get in line early don't expect Please. that you're just going to be able to get right to the window at about 555 yeah. and get your last minute bet in so and don't expect that the numbers are going to be the same and then don't argue with the ticket rider when they're different <laughs> because pe- these have been up for like over a week so people have bet these yeah it sounds like you've been to a sports book yeah I've, I've been a few times <laughs> and I, i've seen it man uh, you get a lot of first time betters and they yeah. don't know and that's not fair. their fault and yeah and the, we we tell them the best thing to do for anybody rookie or non-rookie is get on the bet mgm app 
app. Everything's on there. You can see everything. No worries about mm-hmm. what the lines are. The kiosks work that way, too. Yes. Uh, so those are the best ways to do that kind and, of stuff. And as always, look at the board because those yeah. are going to have the updated numbers, not the sheets. The sheets just give you the rotation number, and we always encourage that, too. Try to give rotation number. Don't yeah. necessarily go and say, hey, I want acres over receiving yards. Right. It takes well, a long time. Yeah, to I got to look through the sheet, and it's going to take me 20 minutes, and I got <laughs> um, a line a mile long waiting on you. So uh, definitely keep that in mind. But, Mike, back to the actual, like, side and total of this game. We know most of the action is going to come later in the week and then right. obviously over next weekend. What are we seeing so far? It seems like it's just kind of been dancing back between right. the four and four and a half. Just quick note on the props. Receiving yards for Cooper Cup went from 102.5 to 104.5 on sharp money. Another Cooper mm-hmm. Cup move. So And and uh, that and that'll get bet, too. That's going right, upwards, yeah. I think, from 104.5. So the Super Bowl itself, it's the, our lines are stuck. 4.5, 48.5, we're pretty much stuck in stone right now. It's not that much action. You're correct on that. We did take a big Rams bet, uh, multiple six-figure bet that's, you know, halfway to seven figures. But uh, other, if you throw that out, we're basically two-way action on mm-hmm. the game, which is, you know, where we want to be actually on the Super Bowl. Tickets are about six to five on the Bengals, which, you know, that's going to change as the favor gets bet closer to the post. And future liability pretty good here yeah. at MGM with the Rams and the of Bengals. Course. Yeah, of course. You dodged all the biggies yeah. at least. so They did dodging. a great job. BetMGM made their mark on futures this year, and between the last few weeks have been very good for us thanks to their, their work behind the scenes. Yes, absolutely. So uh, dodging the Bucks, dodging the Packers and the Chiefs and all the favorites, always a good thing. Uh, now, uh, Mike, uh, we do have a lot of events. Obviously, this seems like the calm before <laughs> the storm, but we have so many different like things in town, and it seems so muted because right now, I believe, undergoing at the T-Mobile Arena, we have the NHL All-Star Game. They had the Skills Challenge and all the specials events last night. Of course, they're going to have the Pro Bowl at Allegiant Stadium tomorrow. They're going to have fights here in town, and we'll get to those momentarily. But, but let me ask about the All-Star Game and the Pro Bowl. Are you seeing much action on that at all? Yeah, I mean, because it's here, and, uh, of course, the Golden Knights have made Vegas the, a big, big hockey town. I mm-hmm. mean, there's nothing bigger here, you know, maybe, except the Raiders, and it's pretty close. The success that uh, the Golden Knights have had has really led to a good following here. But uh, it's it, the hockey All-Star Game for the average fan, I mean, even for me, it's very confusing. Three different yeah, period they're, games. They're, yeah, they're playing like, these two divisional <laughs> games, and then the two winners, because uh, I was looking to see how they were doing that the Metropolitan against right. the Pacific, Atlantic against the Central, and then they play the next hour, the two winners of that game. I think that's confusing. They've already changed the format. It used to be, you know, Eastern Conference right. against Western Conference, very simple, and then they did, uh, you know, the world versus the you know, North America with USA and Canada. So obviously always trying to, they can do like baseball, maybe uh, change the the rules and make it matter. Put a man on second, maybe put a, (laughs) a a goalie half, it has to be 10 feet out of the net all, or something. All, all yeah. the gimmicks. Yeah, all, all the, the gimmicks, gimmicks to make it entertaining, uh, Mike. But uh, looking also with some of the events that we have, we do have a big fight weekend here in terms of not only MMA at the UFC Apex, but also some boxing right next door at the Michelob Ultra Arena with a doubleheader. John, Mario Barrios and Keith Thurman. Keenan Carbajal and Leo Santa Cruz. So a doubleheader. Are we seeing any action on those boxing matches? Yeah, I mean, if, if you're a sportsbook person or sports fan if you've never been to a live fight and this is a good one that's probably not you know it's not a mark that highest of marquee so it's actually affordable to get it but boxing is huge and it's like hockey if you don't go to it 
and see what it's like live. Mm -hmm. It's completely different than watching it on TV. So if you ever get a chance to do that. Yeah, we've got Thurman and Berrios, a big uh, fight tonight. Uh, there's not much action yet. Boxing tends to be late, big money on boxing. So I anticipate from now till fight time on the big buns, we're going to get some action. Uh, the biggest action we have is Castro, uh, who's fighting Neary. We need uh, uh, Castro on that. It's four to one ticket count on the main event. Uh, Thurman and Barrios. So, uh, but it's small action. So four to one doesn't is kind of doesn't reflect how much action there's been on it. But uh, we have round props up. Those are fun. I mean, I can mm -hmm. tell you some stories about round props, but they would take a long time. But uh, the, these round props are fun. You can pick a round where they knock them out, uh, and it's a good bet for the house too because there's some good holds if it goes the distance. But it's it's fun to do, and those drastically change. Same thing with like Super Bowl sheets. Boxing sheets. When we get bets on these rounds, it might say thirty to one on the seventh round knockout. By the time you get there, it might be fifteen to one. Right. So uh, those apps are definitely the way to go to monitor lines. My God, about a minute left to go. The biggest college basketball Saturday we have had so far this year. One hundred and fifty plus games <laughs> on the board. What are the marquee games, and what have you seen at the window? Yeah, it's uh, you know Baylor and Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, USC. I mean, there's some good games today. Uh, there's so many basketball games. Be honest, I, I don't know how they do it to keep a, keep accurate on that and get put out good lines on on a college basketball. Now, are they basically kind of looking at the rankings, the betters that maybe haven't bet this all season, and just betting the favorites on all these? Yeah, that, that typically happens. And uh, as we gear up for March Madness, basketball is really starting to take on. Uh, to popularity, and it always does as we get closer to March Madness and the conference tournaments. And we'll talk about it when it happens. Conference tournaments. I'm, I'm wondering if eventually every conference tournament will be held in Vegas. It should be. <laughs> it should it be. Absolutely should be. Permanent basis. Uh, yeah, we put that out today. So, uh, Michigan State's our big play today. That we, uh, we we are a big loser on them. But other than that, it's pretty even action with that Purdue Michigan State. We definitely need Purdue, which kind of surprised me a little bit. And that game's almost over. Probably. All right, gentlemen, always great to have Mike, Mike Franio join us here uh, on Betting Across America with Wes Reynolds over there at Mandalay Bay. And again, to the fighting point, I couldn't agree with Mike more. You got to get to a fight. It is a different experience than just watching it on TV. When we come back, talk about the coaching carousel in the NFL. Come on back. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.